The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 77. Yes, well, Ben let's Carson's see. an what idiot. What else happened here? Ben oh, Carson's an idiot. Yeah. Ben Boy, Carson's an idiot. He's to. a neurosurgeon. Yeah, so uh, I guess what? it doesn't take much to be a brain surgeon. Oh, hell. Is because, well, oh, God, uh, maybe he needs some brain surgery. No, that's you. But he totally just said that slaves what? were immigrants to this country. Well, kinda, I mean, how horrible is that? Well, damn it. I'll tell you, you need some brain surgery. <laughs> Lefty Turdington needs what? brain surgery. Oh. You need a brain transplant, you dumbass. No, you need a, 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 a heart and soul transplant. No. <laughs> Not that I believe in such metaphysical things, but... What? Yeah, whatever. He's a brilliant man more than you'll ever be. Oh, please. And Trump saw that wisdom, and that's why he's there. Uh, well, that explains why he's there, I suppose. Because, so he's a neurosurgeon, but at least I'm smart enough to know the difference between <sighs> yeah. a kidnapped slave oh, boy. and an immigrant. Yeah, this is really much ado about nothing. What? No, it isn't. Play the damn tape. Uh, you're gonna see it and weep, especially you, Red Neckerton. What? All right, let's well, let's watch the tape. Land of dreams and opportunity. There were other immigrants who came here in the bottom of slave ships, worked even longer, uh, even harder for less. You see that? Yeah, Calling them immigrants. But they uh, too had well. a dream. Oh well. That uh, one day their sons, uh, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, great grandsons, great granddaughters might pursue. Prosperity. Uh-huh. Yeah, like happiness. It was, Listen it was, to the man. all the dreams. Life in America was not always what? easy. What? What's this? What? It wasn't yeah, always easy for new immigrants. What? What is this? What are you doing? It Listen, wasn't easy you'll for find out. Those of African heritage who had not come here voluntarily. Oh, no. And yet, in their own way. Yeah. Oh no, Baba! Don't say it. We're say what? Immigrants what? themselves. Oh. oh my God! Oh, there was Baba. discrimination. He said the same thing. And hardship and poverty. Oh, oh, all right, all right. How could right. you? But like you, they no doubt found inspiration uh, in yeah. all those who had come before them. Yeah. And they were able to muster faith <laughs> that here in America, oh, they might build a better life. Well, there you go. Uh, both men are saying the same thing. No! There's no similarity whatsoever! It is! Same thing! Lefty, I, I, what was Dr. Carson talking about? What, what subject was he uh, addressing there? Uh, immigration! Yeah, and uh, President Obama, what was he talking about there? Uh, immigration! There you go. What? Oh, don't you, don't, uh, don't you dare. Right. Okay, calm down, Lefty. Uh, maybe we'll continue this and other uh, political chit-chat later on in the show, if we have time. <laughs> in the meantime, we got to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to have a more charming chat with a charming lass uh, from Great Britain, uh, Miss 
Emma Bryant. Yes, yes. So stay tuned for that after these messages. Does she know who she's talking to? What kind of a monster she'll be talking to? This is so rough. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Wowee, what's this? <laughs> well, it's another spaghetti sci-fi rift by yours truly. Oh man, don't leave me hanging. Fill me in on the details. Well, this time it's Mr. Nelson Riff's War of the Robots. Oh boy! Yes, in War of the Robots, a scientist from Earth is kidnapped by a bunch of robots that all look like the late Rolling Stone Brian Jones. Huh, yes. The crew of the starship Trissy. What? <laughs> yes, they call it the starship Trissy. Uh, they pursue the robots to rescue the scientist and his beautiful assistant. They run around a lot, and once in a while they shoot ray guns and then watch TV. Yes, this spaghetti sci-fi romp was made by the same guys who made Cosmos War of the Planets. Oh, wow! Yes, so once again, someone on the set forgot to turn on the lights during filming. Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also in this package deal, you get Chapter 4 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Yes, Flash saves the Earth by taking a powder on a mountain. Meanwhile, Ming the Merciless makes Dale watch as Dr. Zarkov is forced to wear a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. It also contains some music from Kevin MacLeod. Oh, wow! Where can I get this? Oh, you just have to head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. And this little gem can be yours, simply for a buck seventy-five. Oh, wow! Cheap! Yes. Yes, it is. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Okay, we're back. And with me now is my guest, the lovely Emma Bryant. Uh, we uh, spoke briefly when I was the co-host on the Rob Saul Show, which I, I still am. But anyway, uh, that was a brief conversation there. And then we have a mutual friend in Michael Blair. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. And so eventually, and of course, I uh, we owe it to uh, Arm Dorado for getting us together. Uh, so I figured, yeah, you know, it's high time uh, I uh, meet with uh, Miss Bryant on the Mr. Nelson Show. So welcome to the Mr. Nelson Show, Miss Bryant. Thank you. It's good to be on. Yes. So, uh, all right. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, introduce us. Okay. Well, I'm Emma Bryant. I'm an actress and um, comedian from London in the United Kingdom. Um, I started out 
It's a model ages ago, but I was like really, really shy at it. In fact, it was actually laughable. So decided that's <laughs> really my thing anymore. Um, and I always wanted to do acting and comedy. So um, it was actually really easy to like transition. And I'm also um, Britain and possibly the world's only professional female like prank, hidden camera prankster. Um, yeah, that, there's usually there's a lot that. There's a lot of uh, uh, you know men involved in that sort of thing. You've seen a yeah, lot of those around. Anything that you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything you can I do, I can do better. I can do better than some of them. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and and that was uh, it wasn't uh, was it called uh, Troll Station or? Yeah, I was involved with them, and I also I'm not don't really um, don't really work with them anymore okay. now. Um, they ran into some trouble with the police and stuff, which I really don't want to be involved in. Oh yeah, um, well I can imagine sometimes those uh, pranks. Uh, people uh, yeah, aren't, aren't happy to be pranked. To me as well. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's all it's all good fun. But I work with quite a lot of different people. Um, I'm filming. I haven't actually um, filmed any pranks for quite a while because I was a bit concerned about the police. Yeah. Um, because quite a lot of people that I know had got into trouble, and I've been questioned as well. <laughs> uh, I've been involved in a couple of videos. They're all um, to put your face one. out on posters and say, "Be on the lookout for this woman." <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, and I got myself barred from lots of places. Um, so really, and, and for YouTube, I mean, it's good. And I've just learned about monetization from YouTube. I was on a shoot yesterday. Um, oh, yeah, filming yeah. A, com a comedy. Um, <clears throat> like a spoof trailer. Um from a film that I'm in and um this guy was telling me about how like some people there's apparently there's some bloke um in like somewhere in London that just sits and smokes weed all day and just records himself doing it and just talking <laughs> about it and uploads it to YouTube and he makes like two grand a week I was like fuck that <laughs> yeah. just sit there smoke and just go I'll probably say stuff like oh yeah man this is some yeah, good, I know. Some good <laughs> part oh yeah I'm stoned as a motherfucker that kind of Jeez. shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 when, when I hear things about that, you know, I think, damn it, why didn't I think of that? I know. <laughs> um, and then I was like, and then this guy was like to me, oh, you should smoke in, like in a bikini or something. I was like, well, first thing, I don't smoke. And secondly, that's not really my style of video. So it's like I should call up some of the people, like what models I used to work with and say, hey, stick on a bikini or get your tits out and smoke some pop. Yeah. Or they probably do anyway. <laughs> and, and make me some money. <laughs> the payment is the pot no 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 yeah. not everyone I've, I've worked with has been like that but I've yeah. met some shit like some yeah weird people but um yeah so I'm hopefully gonna start filming some more stuff for YouTube as well soon yeah we'll okay well <laughs> yeah a lot of those uh, prank videos I always wondered about that I mean how many of them might get in trouble because uh, uh over here in the states there was a group that did one uh, they didn't get in trouble, but it was uh, it, it actually uh, included a guy who I, I couldn't remember if he lost he lost his limbs in an accident or, 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 or the war. I can't remember, but he had lost both legs and one arm. So he only yeah. had one arm left. So a friend of his said, hey, man, I got this idea for a prank video. And so for for Halloween, they got him and they made him all up and all bloody and stuff. Hi. And uh, they set it in a parking garage. And so people would come out of the elevator to get back to the car. And here comes this guy. <laughs> crawling out from under the car you know all bloody and stuff and saying please help me and then another guy comes running around the corner in you know a bloody apron oh, with, like a, a chainsaw. with a chainsaw yes i've seen that video yes yeah. yes I, I like that one i thought it was really funny yeah yeah it was hilarious 
<laughs> but it, I always I, wondered, I, I mean, it, man, what if yeah, somebody, I don't I know, pulled a gun out or something? Like, <laughs> I think a couple of the people in that video were actors because just some of the reactions were like, I don't know, not that of a normal person. Yeah, I think it was but, staged, yeah. I think some of it was. I think some of it was real because a couple right, of people right. looked like they was actually going to shoot themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I like. I would love to do a Halloween prank. In fact, I probably am going to do that this year. But yeah, oh, nothing yeah. that would likely to like give someone a heart attack. <laughs> oh yeah, there's tons of those. I mean, recently they did a few for to promote the uh, the third film in the Ring series. Oh, I'd had... love to have done that. Yeah, <laughs> they had the the ghost girl. They were just showing. This, I, I, it was at a store where people were looking at uh, new televisions, you know, and they were looking at it. And, of course, the ring was on it playing. So they're all looking at it, and the guy's describing what's the best screen and all that. And yeah. then one of them is actually a prop where the screen moves aside and the, the actress dressed up as the ghost girl comes crawling out of the, <laughs> like oh, in the movie. So, of course. I absolutely adore to do um, a prank like that. Yeah. This type one, something like that. I would I would totally do that. Yeah, all, all the horror-themed <laughs> ones are the best because it's just, you know, the, the whole psychology of it. And you can, it's a fascinating thing just on that part, just to watch, you know, how – you know how you because you, you well you know that stuff doesn't really happen but <laughs> suddenly you believe <laughs> no, it for it, a few it seconds it's so funny a lot of it is yeah <laughs> i really really do enjoy doing the pranks and the comedy that's always something that i'll always really really love doing and hope to do for as long as possible and now i don't i think i know how to like not get into trouble doing it yes so, <laughs> yeah live and learn i think i can start up again <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah, and speaking of horror, you're, you're involved with something called Crypt TV, and what's all that yeah, about? Yeah, I am, actually. It's um, Eli Roth, the guy who did Hostel. Do you know that? Of that yeah, guy? yeah, I know, I know him, yeah. It's his company, and I work with the UK branch of um, that as, like, a presenter and a lead actress. I've been in, like, quite a few of, like, their productions, and I get on really good. They're a fantastic group of people um, who I get on really, really well with. Yeah. Uh, it's so right. cool and so uh era studios is uh a company you you're a part of or uh, yeah that's the company that i'm a part of as well it's um i've just finished filming for them um i'm played the lead role in the first british feature film ever to be shot in virtual reality which wow. is called the london detective and i believe to be out in a to be released in a couple of months um oh, i'm not wow. entirely sure of the dates so why I, I couldn't say but it's it's pretty like fucking awesome and it was like amazing to work with some very very talented cast like really really good british actors in that film okay uh well uh, virtual reality is it like supposed to be like an interactive thing or how's that yeah. work? oh basically you put the um headset on and it is it is honestly like being in the room in the film oh okay yeah right right so you know like, what I mean? like, like you're sitting in the headset. room watching yeah yeah it's like really really cool I, it freaked me out a bit at first um because i went to a film festival in spain citrus film festival and they had like a cocoon like a tent outside <laughs> um and they were showing um this one company there like they make like experiences a bit like 10 minutes or something but it's like being in a mental home or flying or being under the water and it, it really is like you're actually there um wow. and i got really freaked out at first because it, it actually felt sick yeah. um, <laughs> but, but i'm okay now if, if it's made properly um you shouldn't feel sick but yeah it's crazy and it's definitely like the latest thing and it's gonna be yeah i know i've, I've seen well. 
Right. I've seen some of those where they're setting up like almost like a theme park type thing where they got these warehouses and you go in there and you wear the goggles and it, it, it's a whole maze and stuff and you're kind of walking around and yeah. mo- monsters come out at you and stuff. It's really fascinating. Yeah. One of my friends actually does. Um, she she works does like um how can I explain it? She's an act, like an actress who does those like live hover um like experience things yeah. and um, it sounds awesome. I'd actually quite like to do that. But um yeah, they're starting to do ones in um virtual reality, but I've, I've not done one yet. I would totally do <laughs> it though, if I had the chance. <laughs> well, right, because uh, we were supposed to talk uh, 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 yesterday, but you had to go and actually shoot for this. Uh, was it London Detective? Uh, no, it wasn't the detective actually. It was a um, just it was like a, a comedy. Um, so I'm not. I can't. I can't really say too much about uh, I it. I can't say anything. But just, it was yeah, just okay. some comedy, some improv um, comedy kind of public stuff, not pranks exactly, but um, like uh, like on the streets. So there was like loads of people around. Um, yeah. Wasn't anything outrageous or prank though. It was just kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't <laughs> really say say too much actually about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to film that. Literally, it went on all day. So yeah. <laughs> Today was a lot, a lot better because the thing is, I wouldn't have been home um, right, because it right. eight o'clock, <laughs> so I was yeah. wouldn't have been able to do it because this was at um, seven, obviously UK time. Um, so, but yes, I'm very glad we can do we can do this tonight. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so, so London Detective, uh, it, it says it's like going to be a noir type style. It is, uh, yes. It'll be black and white. I, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, I know it's in editing at the moment, and I actually got the chance to look at some of the footage um, a couple of days ago, um, and it, oh, it just looks amazing. Like, it, it really does. Um, of course, it's the first feature film, so I'm sure there's going to be stuff that can be improved. Um, but it was well, so, yeah. prof- like, re- really professional, fantastic, like, high caliber of people and crew. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited to do the publicity, like, official press and stuff in a couple of weeks or, a couple, like, a month, I'm not sure. I think a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and then it should be available, um, yeah, I think, like, maybe May time. But wow, I'm not sure close, right man. now. Yeah. So is it like set in the past or? Um, yeah, it's um, nine, 1940s, I think. Yeah, okay. And yeah. it's set in London and it is very like dark, dramatic. Um, it's yeah, quite yeah. fucked up. It's pretty fucked up actually, but those are my favorite <laughs> types of film. Um, and I was working with like, yeah, alongside some really, really, really good people. And um, Era Film Studios, the company that um produced it everything yeah they're like amazing to work for um and they've just launched uh, like a british film network for like a new era of british film which is basically supporting and working with uh independent filmmakers just basically making good high caliber um independent british films and i'm really 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 happy to be part of that it is totally cool I can imagine because it's an exciting time because there's all different uh, venues uh, for distribution and what have you, you know, breaking away from the old ways of, you know, movies. And there's so many other opportunities for uh, people to uh, create new vehicles and uh, new possibilities uh, that you probably wouldn't have seen through the old system. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like it's just amazing to like. I absolutely adore the acting and comedy industry. It's like the it's like my dream always has been to work in this, and I'm actually living it. And also, I'm in a relationship with 
um, a very with a very high end film director as well is well, is that, like that's do, always helpful. Like, so, that's what. That's always helpful. It is always quite <laughs> yeah. helpful. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I'm just meeting loads of amazing people just all the time, and I've not, I've not had a bad. I think I've had like one, one person that I've thought is an idiot, and that's about it. <laughs> wow, like, that, that, people, that's an achievement in and of itself. He was like a really blatant twat. Uh, <laughs> but the majority of people I've met have been absolutely wonderful, and I really fit in with them, and it's an absolute dream. Um, okay, well. And I hope to to work in it for quite some time. Um, well, forever, <laughs> I hope. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, you're known for uh, having been in Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Everybody, yes. Oh, oh, God, every time. Like, I was on a film shoot yesterday, and I thought, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones at all. And then one, my friend was, like, introducing me to everyone. Um, and he was like, this is Emma. She's a comedian. And, goes, and she was on Game of Thrones. And I had to explain, like, every single individual person. They're like, oh, did you meet so-and-so? What was it like? Oh, that yeah. was the best like, I had to explain, like, the same thing over and over again to, like, six different people, because different people came at different times of the day, and that was my introduction to eating game of thrones so that's a kind of like yeah talk about it a hell of a lot um but no it's um it was an amazing experience uh yes i did get to meet a lot of the cast no i didn't have a fucking clue who they were because i don't watch it <laughs> yeah. um and there was <laughs> there's an older actor in it oh, i can't remember his name but he's like um, i think one of the main i don't know if he's yeah he's older in real life um i'm not sure what character he plays but he's like one of the main cast really don't remember his name and he was just stood there and like just getting food and or like no no sorry there was food behind him like a little table and I just kind of walked over and I thought there's nobody there nobody by the table like well why is not why is everyone not eating I just walked over I saw him and I was just like oh sorry mate excuse me and just like walked past and I was just like all right mate because that's how I talk to people and, yeah. and I went back stuffed my face with all this pizza and then walked don't back you know back. who I am yeah she's like do you know who that was I was like some old geezer well yes but he's also a big star <laughs> yeah and i was like oh shit and i was like well i said like, oh, he seemed i said he seemed a bit grumpy if you ask me and she said yeah that's probably because you went to him all right mate <laughs> <laughs> i was like but i don't care i talk to everybody like that like all right but white splodger or just that sort of the way i speak i don't care how famous someone is they're my mate or my bud or my pal or my splodger or my geezer <laughs> so, <laughs> my geese. i talk like a lad i don't care <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah it was an amazing experience but i did i did get quite ill after because um, the scene that I'm in is kind of like I get in and or I walk the, the beginning of the scene is me walking into like this uh, Roman bath thing and then I like interacting with the characters right. but of course they have to take so many shots right, so right. every other cunt just got to sit in a fucking Roman bath all day yeah. and I had to just get in and out like 52 times because that's how many takes they did different shots different close-ups of my face different and right. so I was literally in and out in and out in and out and it was cold because it's like October we filmed it and I thought I know I'm gonna get ill after this and right. then the flight back was just dreadful like like really really turbulent it's probably one of the worst flights I've had um 
Well, the whole thing about those Roman so, baths are supposed to be heated, <laughs> but well, well, they were heated, but that's the point is the getting out of it. They're yeah, getting out into the cold and having to do that over and over again. Everyone else right. sat there, <laughs> just, just, just sat there all day, and were like handed like fruit and stuff instead of having them get out. They were like have food brought to them, but I had to get in and out, in and out. There was a woman whose job literally all day was to hand me a clean dressing gown each time. So they must have had like 60 odd dressing gowns there <laughs> just for me. Um, and it was like proper, like Egyptian cotton, like really nice as well. And I thought, God, I wonder how much it's cost. But I suppose Game of Thrones doesn't matter, does it? But um, <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic experience. Well, um, it sounds glamorous. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really. But I didn't go there expecting it to be glamorous, if I'm being honest. Right, but, um, right. No, it was totally cool. Um, it's like three, three or four years ago. How long ago was it? No, yeah, three years like, ago. Now it was. Was it season four, I think, or something like that? And now they're. Was, um, yeah, yeah. So season, season four. They're about um, to do season I think the seven. I think. Whole Game of Thrones ends like next year or so. I yeah, think. there's like two. They're they're about to put out the current season and then the next one will be the last one i believe yeah that's yeah. that's what i meant yeah yeah um so. which is cool I, I mean i met quite i met some really lovely people i think i, I stay in touch with about three people that i met on oh. the set and they're all having enjoying their own successes in their own right. lives and i think it's fantastic oh it's a fantastic show it's really great it deserves all its popularity i've never watched it but, oh really? <laughs> well, you're missing out. I didn't even watch the episode I was in. Oh no! I, be I don't. I'm not. I'm not vain. I'm not. I didn't really want to watch it. I don't even like watching right. myself. So I was just kind yeah. of like, I went to the pub instead. And then my friends were making me go, "Oh, did you see that? You were like on the screen for ten minutes. You you had a whole scene to yourself. That's so awesome." And I was like, <laughs> like, "What are you doing? Are you watching it?" I was like. Man, I'm playing darts and having a slumber <laughs> downhill no course what I'm doing right now because <laughs> I'm just not vain like that <laughs> but um, yeah. it's so cool though and I did eventually watch watch my scene online somebody put it on YouTube and one of my friends obviously recorded the episode and um, yeah man I got some good airtime. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, happy he, with that. You'll always have Game of Thrones, you know. It would always be. Yeah, it, it was the to me. It was just like just I don't know. It was maybe it's just because I've never I've never watched it. Right, but right. Some people yeah. they literally have a fit when I told them I was in that. They're like, oh my god, they like st yeah. stammer and then like speak to me like I'm some sort of god. And, like, <laughs> oh, oh. and then I was just like, it's okay. Or that, or one of my friends who go, who calls me is little Game of Thrones, and I'm just like, oh, don't don't call me that. Because it's like if you say that in the street, everyone looks. Um, I don't like having to explain the story like over and over again. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. No, I don't watch. Watch it. No, I don't think I'll ever watch it. I know. <laughs> and yes, they've I did ruined get it for you. A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I deserve that money too. I was ill for two weeks after. Couldn't do any work. Well, yeah, this uh, I don't have very. It's really, really. Not sick. all the memories are fond, so. <laughs> so no, it's yeah. an amazing experience. Like the last last year or so as well, working. Just all of it working in um, working in entertainment is what I've always wanted to do, always dreamed of, and yeah, literally yeah. living the dream. 
<laughs> and also just been also another bit of news and I'm not allowed to say much at all about it right now is that I've also um Era Film Studios is doing another um another feature film oh, in right. virtual reality one I think it's in virtual reality this one but I've got there's a there's a couple more films that I'm going to be working on um this year and I've got the lead role um in the wow. comedy film and it's going to be amazing I'm really really not allowed to say anymore I've even been yeah. told I'm not allowed um, but yeah. it's got like some really really good British comedians in it um, and it's just I'm so excited it's it's still in development but um, it's going to hopefully go into production like in the next couple of months and it's like an absolutely amazing cast and it's an honour to work alongside some of these people So you got, you got this like ERA studio has contacts with a regular stable of these actors yeah, I mean, I know loads of comedians and stuff anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, they got access to lots of lots of actors and stuff, and it's they only work with the best people. Um, <laughs> so it's nice that I'm in with them. But to be honest, I get along with literally with pretty much everybody. So I think that's why I've always got work, and I can make a living from acting and comedy because people do tend to like work with me more than once because right, I am right. just like really easy to work with and really nice and I've got <laughs> no like habits or anything like you know so I'm just like emotionally stable and I really love my work and I think that shows so well anyone who doubts your employment well, if anyone ever doubts your work ethic, you can just remind them that you you work to make yourself sick on Game of Thrones set. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Exactly. You sacrificed your health for the for the so purpose of the show. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Oh no! No one's ever questioned my work ethic. They'd have to be mentally ill to question <laughs> my work ethic. I'm not being funny. But I literally, my life is my work. Literally, <laughs> yeah, there's not one second or one minute of one day that I don't think about work <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, another film you're associated with was one I have not seen but it uh, called Filth it starred James McAvoy yes, who do that know was that. so cool as well I didn't get to meet him unfortunately oh like, no with that yeah that's that yeah, it's happened. a shame yeah because they feel although it looks like I'm in the scene with him but they actually didn't yeah. they saw my scene in London and his was I think Scotland or Ireland so it was it was not like it was in the UK, but it definitely wasn't in England. Um, so yeah, I that's the way it always is with those things, you know. Yeah, which is a shame because it does look like I'm in in the in the scene with him. Um, I would have loved to have met him, um, but the fact that he knows who I am is really cool. Yeah, your name's gonna be there, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because he's gonna watch the film, right? So, um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it was really cool, and to get a credit in that, and then when they credited me it me in it on IMDb, I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I gave a phone as well. Credited me, like actually wrote my name on there. I was like, yeah, it's fantastic. And because I'm like one of the first people in the whole, whole episode, my name is like really near the top of. If you click that episode of Game of Thrones, my name is like really, really near the top. Um, I think they put it in order of appearance. So that was yeah, like brilliant. And yeah, Filth was really awesome. But it's a very, very grim storyline. I went to watch it in the cinema with my friend and. Um, I walked in, very big-headed, went up to the desk, and I said, hello, like, two tickets to see Phil, please? And then the guy, because I sounded really smug, the guy was just looking at me, and I'm like, can I get those tickets for free if I told you I'm in the movie? And the guy just looked at me as if to go, like, look me up and down, because I look, like, because I dress down, like, like when I'm... <laughs> 
not working. I look like kind of like bath when I'm not working. And yeah. I, it was like, you're in the movie. I went, yeah. It was like, where? And I like basically said, what scene? And then he was just like, well, you're not getting any, you're not getting free tickets. So I handed <laughs> over my £6.50 and I was like, okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> but they must have known who I was in it because by the time I came out, they were all staring at me. Like yeah. everybody, or it could have been because like I walked in proclaiming I am. Yeah, yeah, right. This crazy woman thinks she's in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool. And when I was on, when me and my friend watched it as well, when I was on the screen, um, she shouted out. She was like, "Oh yeah, yes, mate, get (laughs) And um, and then like, but no one clocked on because obviously it's really dark, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And the scene's really funny anyway, so it just sounded like she was cheering. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was it was really awesome. I've worked with some like fucking all like amazing. People and I'm also in um, Rise of the Foot Soldier three, which has just gone into post production, I believe, um, oh. which is due out later this year. It's like a British hooligan type film, <laughs> kind of like gangsters and stuff. Yeah, um, I've got a small role in that, so that's that's pretty cool too. So, with your involvement with Crypt TV, have you done any full featured uh, horror films? <sighs> Um, not, they don't actually make, they don't actually make, um, feature films, they mostly, it's like kind of short films and short right. content, but yeah, I have, I've done, um, loads of, they did virtual reality as well, and I did about six or seven, like, experiences, like, kind of, you know, like, scare, so basically when yeah. someone had set on, something will happen, like, alien abduction and, <laughs> oh, um, <God. laughs> vampire, we did Dracula, which was, like, really awesome, we filmed it in a graveyard, and I had to literally, like, lay down on one of the graves. Oh, no. <laughs> so fucked, covered in all this blood, yeah. and, like, blood stayed in my hair for, like, weeks. Yeah. Um, and on my skin for ages, I couldn't get the fucking thing off, but, no, yeah. it's amazing, um, I did quite a lot of work with, um, with Clip TV, yeah, and I really enjoy it, especially, because I'm in so much of their stuff, I'm like, oh, yay. Like, Ross probably knows who I am as well, which is cool. <laughs> and people really respect um, Crypt TV as well. And people always treat me with respect when I say that I work for them. They're like, oh, that's amazing. How did you get that? And I was <laughs> like, well, to be honest, I just went, this is what, how I got involved with them. I just went for a meeting because um, they were looking for, like, female comedians, pranksters and stuff because they were going to do some public stunts. I walked in and like kind of like an hour or so later walked out as like one of their new lead people. And I also did some of the like promotional marketing stuff as well for them, right. which was because I got like, well, at Batman I had a normal job, business management and marketing and stuff was my, my thing. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I've been very, very lucky to have been involved with so many like fucking great productions and great companies. And then, I hate it that a couple of people have sort of implied that I don't, I'm just really lucky and that I've not really worked for it, that I've just like waltzed in out of nowhere. But the thing is I work so fucking hard and I really feel that I do deserve all the success (laughs) and stuff that I'm having. And I I really believe that as well, because I had a very difficult couple of years, um, 2014, 15. I don't really want to go into that. It's all like just really bad stuff. Um, Well, I know in your bio, it refers to you, uh, domestic uh, violence problems and that sort of thing. Yeah, and, domestic violence basically, but yeah. um, and I bet yeah, domestic violence um, was the the main thing. I was drinking quite a lot as well, as a result right. of that. So obviously those two, I uh, had depression, and those things do not go together well. No, um, no, but they always do though. What was that? Uh, drinking does tend to go with it. Yeah. 
yeah it does but that's totally in the past i really don't want to focus on the past now i'm really happy and everything's just like pretty much fallen into place and perfect i just work very very hard um it's good that i'm filming quite a lot um and when when i'm not filming i'll like be reading books on acting or books on comedy watching comedy watching films like yeah and it helped obviously as well that my partner's in the film industry so our lives are pretty much so basically you eat sleep and breathe uh film and acting (laughs) and comedy (laughs) (laughs) but that's the best way to be it's it's wonderful to to live in well right the 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 true uh dream i think everyone really has is being Mm -hmm. able to uh live off of what you love to do so it's like if you can make a living off your hobby then you've made it oh yeah definitely I'm not making anywhere near as much money as I was. Um, well, when yeah, I got to start somewhere. Oh, what was that? Got to start somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm still, you know, I, I'm earning off of it. So yeah. um, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really good. I'm not rich anymore, but I'm certainly happy. Like before, <laughs> like a few years ago, I was, honestly, I was like so fucking loaded and and before anyone says anything listening i paid all my taxes i should i played everything by book i declared all the money i was making there's no dodgy business so i can i can a lot of money but i was fucking miserable like i hated yeah. it i was drinking it away like partying it away i did save but then obviously unfortunately financial abuse came into play as well in my old relationship so um yeah, yeah i kind of lost a lot of that money and now i'm just in like probably what not not like regular person would earn because um, I am literally relying on on acting and comedy money and I've never been happier so well see it works out and uh, it's like the old saying uh, 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 what doesn't kill you it makes you stronger yeah <laughs> so, hell yeah you know. I feel like I maybe was being tested a couple of years ago because like I nearly died twice during that period so yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. and uh, w- when you come out of something like that, it, it like like I said, it does make you stronger. It also makes you wiser, and yeah. uh, experiences like that you can build upon. And certainly, when you're going to be an actress, you can always uh, draw on those things that uh, you know somebody else might not just might not have. And uh, so it, it, there's a positive. It's, it's hard to go through. Wish you didn't have to. Yeah, but uh, but it's so it, it, as well for uh, women's um, like shelter type charity. Right, right. Um, it's called Refuge UK. It's one of the really big, like, women's, uh, like, victims, women and children, domestic abuse things in the UK. And I'm a spokesperson for them. And I've done a few, like, newspaper articles and stuff. But to be honest, I don't really want to be defined. I don't do so much with them now. I don't want to be defined as, like, oh, she was that. Well, yeah, I understand. You want to promote your your current career and what have yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. It's but just it's always good people. that these women understand that there are people who will help them, and they don't have to stay where they are. And that's yeah, yeah, thing. definitely. And obviously, like I, I hope. Well, apparently, I have helped people. So because I've done a few articles for like right. my local paper, I because I work for a local newspaper to me, um, which is really cool. So that's how they found me because I did a story um, about it to them. I've also been in the Sun, which is a big newspaper. Yes, that's a big paper. <laughs> talking, yeah, talking about they did like a whole big like feature about my career, which I thought was fucking great. And the Daily <laughs> Mail did as well. Um, I really wanted it to go into the Metro newspaper as well, but they weren't really interested. 
like in my story I think because <laughs> I was like I was like yeah this would be a fantastic story you know like um oh yeah she overcame domestic abuse and then became a Britain's only like prankster and the the match over like just didn't even bother to respond to me yeah. when I wrote to them so I think they want like serious news um but no the sun were all over it and wrote a really 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 nice article about me which I thought was very sweet um yeah, and I'll always like always be happy. Although I know quite a few people really don't like the sun because of like certain things. They... Oh well, there's always that, you yeah. know, different um, reasons. But but, but an individual story shouldn't be judged by a paper's oh, reputation on other things. Story they wrote about me. I was like, I saw it in the shop. I was like, nearly screamed. I was like, yeah, it's exactly the way that I've asked them to write it. It's exactly how they've worked, quoted me exactly, and they've not made me sound like a twat. They made me sound like a really inspirational person. Yeah. Hey, it's pretty awesome. Well, so all in all, it sounds like a well. Yeah, saying happy ending means well, your life's over now. How <laughs> many, many, many now? It seems like things have no, worked it out. Is a happy ending though, and it's just gonna get better. I just need right. to like make more money now and like just yeah, yeah. have a couple of holidays this year. I'm well, then that- uh, people oh, yeah. need to check out your future film projects. Uh, we know we got the London Detective coming, and uh, look into that. And uh, definitely, I'll be able to reveal with... more about other projects. Like I've just been told because I do obviously have to check if I'm going to do like a radio appearance. So I do quite quite a few, um, and and say like what am I allowed to talk about? What am I not allowed to talk about? Right, and I would right. love to give more information, but um, I can't right now. Um, but that might be totally different in a month. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all hush hush because they don't know, you know, they might want to re edit things or whatever and don't want to put yeah. out, you know, advertisement for something that's not really coming. But yeah, uh, they, they can follow you on Twitter at, uh, at the Emma Bryant, uh, yeah. to keep up with Emma and uh, also uh, the London Crypt, you can follow that uh, activities. And uh, keep up with uh, what's uh, going on, and you I can have also a website as well. Yes, officialemmabryant.com. Yes, and... <laughs> you can read my blog. It's a, mostly nonsense, some serious stuff, but mostly <laughs> shite, rambling, hedgehogs. <laughs> um, there's a really, really good one that I wrote the other day about a program I watched about a woman who shits in a bucket and then hoards it for ten years. So there's a whole blog post about that. I wonder. I wonder if she has a monetized YouTube channel. <laughs> I, if she, oh no! But there is a program about it on YouTube, and it's called quite quite self-explanatory. It's called the Poop Hoarder. Um, <laughs> so you can look that up. Of course. Um, yeah, and there's just loads of like really cool shit on my website. <laughs> no, you should look it up. Um, oh, I, I I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And there's also um, a great show as well that I a really great program I watched about a bloke who created a theme park based around himself that he spent thousands on and never opened to the public and he also the same guy um also hoards really old pieces of birthday cake in his shed oh god <laughs> this is the sort of thing i enjoy watching when I'm well someone it. has to <laughs> i let my iq drop <laughs> <laughs> well. 
Like it does well, well, these, these hoarders programs I watch is like a good film while I keep just like yeah. <laughs> but, but it's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, well just when you think you've heard of every possible <laughs> item for people to hoard, <laughs> there's one more birthday cake. I mean, and their own shits. <laughs> yeah, and a woman sure well that one. other people shit as well. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> and she said that um, she throws the she sometimes throws some of it into a garden and she said that the neighbours have no problem with it well the neighbours are probably fucking terrified no, no. absolute <laughs> raging maniac that lives next door they're not going to do respond <laughs> she's throwing the shit in again th- don't, don't, don't do anything Laura, good lord. Thing as well. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. But no yeah, check out my Twitter, check out my website, um, but only check out my blog if you're having a really, really, really boring day because it's not really going to improve your life. Because <laughs> this is the sort of topic that I write about. Although there's a really serious section about like um, serious things, but even then it's still kind of funny. So yeah. Yeah, all, right. all that stuff. <laughs> well, all right, Emma. Uh, enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, yeah, really <laughs> it was fun. I and uh, I do that. encourage my listeners to keep up with Emma's projects and uh, look out for the virtual reality films. Mm-hmm. I get paid to make all you people laugh, so please like my stuff. And yes, keep employment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do Emma and we'll we'll keep in touch and uh we'll, we'll bring you on to get your say on whatever topics I think hey let's see what Emma thinks definitely oh I 100% will come back onto the show and just thank you very very much for having me on here oh it was my pleasure Emma awesome all right then Talk to all you right soon. okay have a nice Fantastic. day bye-bye. okay have a great show rest of the show okay bye bye-bye bye. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Next time on My Brother's Keeper. <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, I saw it on YouTube. The Earth is flat. I mean, you're going to believe it's some round planet floating around in space. <laughs> Next thing you're going to be telling me that Star Wars was a true story. <laughs> oh, oh, uh. Damn you. Why the hell is my computer keyboard all sticky? Oh, oh, uh... And why is my browser history got all them porn sites on it? Oh, well, uh... And how come my office chair's got a sweaty butt print on it? Well, I try to defend Daryl sometimes, but some of these things, you just can't. Now, I don't care what he does with his phone, but you don't put your sweaty ass in my chair! Oh, well, uh, uh... Shut up! Just answer me this. Did you pleasure yourself using my computer? Uh, Answer me, damn it! Did you pleasure yourself on my computer? (laughs) Yes, I did! Damn it! God, what am I going to do with you? That's next time on My Brother's Keeper on TLC. And now, back to the Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. Previously on the ASS. It's just we have special forces for just this sort of operation. (laughs) 
Are they special enough to fly and run at the speed of light? Besides, these weirdos are all private citizens. They screw up. We had total denial of plausibleness. Hmm, yes. Well, actually, one of these uh, choices you have here that's called Dr. Spectacular is actually an agent. But the rest are indeed civilian. Hmm, yes. You know, this plan is almost stupid enough to work, Mr. President. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> this is horse shit. You can't fool me with foolishness, for the night-night is no man's fool. I'll not waste another second of my valuable time. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Night-Night, because this mission will cost a lot of money. The only reason we wanted you was so you could foot the bill. You have no powers or skill, so other than money, you're useless. I mean, you can more than afford this mission, what with being a billionaire Playboy subscriber like Lyle Richmond. What? That's right, we know your little secret. So, Mr. Richmond, if patriotism doesn't move you, perhaps blackmail will. Damn, damn! God damn it. Hey, you've got a warning light. Huh? Oh, crap! Oh, no! What does it mean? We've got incoming! Oh, no! Ah! And now, part two of the ASS War on Terror. And now it's time for the adventures of the world's greatest superheroes, the ASS American Super Society. At the White House, home of the President of the United States, in Washington, D.C., the Capitol. No. I've got some bad news, Mr. President. We've lost contact with our squad of superheroes. Also, satellite intel seems to indicate that the night jet went down. Sir, I can be there in 30 minutes. I can rescue the team and possibly even complete the mission. Just give the word. <laughs> Sorry, son, but you've got the most important job right here in D.C. And, and what job is that, sir? Protecting the executive ass. <laughs> Meaning me. All of me. Not just my ass. <laughs> and elsewhere, somewhere, in an Arctic wasteland, we find the wrecked remains of the night-night jet. And we see an unconscious moon maid who must have been tossed away from the wreckage during the crash. Also, climbing through the ice and wreckage is night-night himself. He struggles to gain for footing, but fails to do so. He looks back at his wrecked ruin of his night jet in disgust, and then continues to crawl forward to get safely away from it, when suddenly he notices two boots before him. HALT INFIDEL! Night Night sees standing above him at least fifteen men who are undoubtedly Al-Qaeda operatives with their weapons pointed directly at his face. Oh great. Meanwhile, a couple of feet beneath this scene, buried under the ice and snow, are two other superheroes who were also flung from the wreckage and have now find themselves buried deep beneath ice and snow. We find Whizbang and Dr. Spectacular. Dr. Spectacular? Dr. Spectacular? Uh, uh, you awake? Uh, what? 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 Who? Oh, 
Whizbang. Yeah, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Looks like we got separated from Night Night and Moon Maid. Uh, I only came to a couple of minutes ago, only to find myself freezing my ass off. <sighs> yes, I'm going numb all over. And I can't seem to find my Spectre Rod. Without it, it's unsafe for me to activate my powers. Uh, looks like it's going to be up to you. Oh, we can't. My tights uh, somehow got soaking wet, so, so the cold has numbed my powers, and and now we're buried alive under a ton of ice and snow. Meanwhile, back up above said ice and snow, we find the Al-Qaeda operatives have surrounded Night-Night, where he kneels in the snow with his hands behind his head as they all... Take notice of the unconscious, beautiful form of Moon Maid. Ugh! I'll never understand how you filthy Americans allow you women to parade their well-endowed bodies around half-naked! So you notice that, huh? Infidel fool! Silence! <laughs> Suddenly, after being struck in the back of the head by an Al-Qaeda operative's gun, Night-Night collapses into unconsciousness next to his equally unconscious colleague, Moon Maid. Bring them to the excavation site. We will interrogate them there later. Praise Allah! Praise Allah! And so the Al-Qaeda commandos carry off the unconscious forms of Night-Night and Moon Maid as they leave the scene of the crash site, unwittingly leaving behind two other superheroes who are still buried under tons of ice and snow. My balls! They're like... Ice cubes! Normally, I can summon my spectre rod to me through telepathy, but the cold must be preventing me from reaching out to it. If I try to call on to my powers, it could cause a small atomic explosion. I dare not. Yeah, the cold is the enemy here. My muscles are so numb, I, I can't use my super speed to be, build up enough heat to melt us out of here. Well, there is one way we could warm you up. Yeah? How's that? Well, we would need to strip naked, cuddle, and share our body heat. What? Meanwhile, Night Night and Moon Maid awaken to find themselves shackled inside an enormous cavern that houses what appears to be old World War II-era weaponry from Nazi Germany. Tanks, planes, and other weapons like cannons and guns are scattered about. But even more impressive and amazing is what appears to be ruins of a long-lost ancient civilization. My god, it's true. This is, apparently, ruins of a lost Atlantean city. Oh my god! Yes, and it is our discovery, and I was alone. Khalid, these are the two American agents I told you about. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Mohammed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no no end to the perversions of America. Why are you dressed head to toe in pantyhose? <laughs> well, why do you look like you just got out of the shower? <laughs> Your insolence has no meaning to me, an American. But I suspect this gun in the back of your head would hurt more, yes? You won't tell me why you are here. And what do you know about us and our mission? We're here after a man named Chris Kringle. He's wanted for breaking and entering. Khalid! Khalid! 
have found the treasure of treasures! Praise be to Allah! And so, Khalid leads his two captured superheroes deeper into the cavern where they come upon a giant crate that his operatives have opened. And as Night Night and Moon Maid peer into it, Oh, you think you are so funny? Well, we shall see who is laughing when we send this gift from Allah to Washington, D.C. Great mascara! The bomb! Good lord. So it's true. The Nazis did develop the atomic bomb. Yes, and now it is the atomic bomb of the Mujahideen! Allah, Wakba! All right, I've seen enough. You seem to have dulled my super strength with some sort of narcotic. But that won't save you goons from the light of my radioactive ass! Holy shit! Suddenly, Moon Maid turns around and pulls her panties down, revealing her glowing buttocks. Oh no! Oh yes! Look! Look deep into my ass! No man can resist my bright, shiny hiney! Yes, I... I obey. No horror! You will kiss your own ass as you are now in my power, for it is I who is now your master. Suddenly, one of Khalid's henchmen shows up with a mirror, reflecting the radioactive hypnotic rays of Moon Mane's buttocks. <laughs> oh, come on, a mirror? You've got to be kidding. You're wearing your towels too tight on your head if you think Moon Maid's stupid enough to be hypnotized by her own ass. I... I am in your power, Master. What? No, Moon Maid, no! Come on, you can you can beat this. It's... it's just... it's just a bright light coming from the glorious glowing orbs of your butt cheeks. I... Uh, I obey... Master. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, so much for America's superheroes. Ah, yes, this one. Yes, lovely, lovely. And she is finally showing proper respect. You know, I can always use another wife. Yes, Master. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Khalid, the submarine is ready. Excellent. We will take these American fools with us. They shall make a fine gift for the Sheikh. Then soon the America and the world will know we are the true army of God, and all shall bend to his will or perish. And then, well, I guess we'll, I don't know, get real jobs in, I don't know, a house or a... Uh, hey, anyway, Allah Wakba! Oh, no, is this it for Night Night and Moon Maid? And what about Dr. Spectacular and Whizbang? And will Al-Qaeda succeed in replacing Washington, D.C. with a radioactive mushroom cloud? Find out in the next exciting chapter of the ASS, War on Terror. The ASS, American Super Society, is a Nelson production. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain royalty-free sources. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on Radio Misfits. Dot com.
say, do you like this show? Well, you're listening to it, so you might as well like it. And hey, why not have a Mr. Nelson shirt, a Mr. Nelson hat, maybe a couple of pins, stickers, even a bumper sticker that says Mr. Nelson show on it. And with a little likeness of my face. Yes, that would show your support. But gee, where can you find these items? <laughs> well, where else do you think you can find them? You can find them at the Mr. Nelson store. You head over to Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> yes, it's just that simple. And there you'll find t-shirts and other items adorned with my artwork. A lot of Mr. Nelson show stuff, but also some Rob Saul show t-shirts, uh, other t-shirts, and of course t-shirts uh, including artwork from the uh, Selfie store uh, videos that I've done. Yes, at Selfie.com slash Nelson. <laughs> yes. And the latest, of course, being War of the Robots. And at $14.95, it's a steal! <laughs> so head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zezzle.com. And purchase yourself some Mr. Nelson goodies. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. All right, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. But, I want to again thank uh, Miss Emma Bryant for being my guest. And yeah, but uh, well, did, did you well, said we get to talk about the more yeah, of the uh, issues. Uh, all right, we got like what five minutes, maybe. Yeah, good yeah. because our healthcare is in danger. Oh. Trump is destroying Obamacare and good riddance. What? Oh God! Well, this goes to show the heartlessness of you people. What? Yeah. Well. uh... Obamacare is going to collapse on its own, so... Uh, yeah, but uh, Trump's fixing it. No, he's destroying it. Well, no, you're, you're uh, in a way, you're, you're both uh, uh, right and wrong. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, most of the uh, mandates, in a way, are still remaining uh, in in this uh, American Health Care Act. Um the uh, the mandate for a pre-existing condition will still be there, and that's a mandate no matter how you look at it. <laughs> and of course, it's still uh, mostly government funded. No, 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 it ain't. No, that's bull. It, it, it's going to be funded on their own. People be able to purchase yeah, through but, uh, tax credits. Yeah, but Red, when uh, you're giving a tax credit to someone who doesn't actually pay those taxes, it's more of a subsidy. So it's still pretty much uh, government-paid uh, welfare oh, rather than uh, insurance coverage. What? Yes, well, that's just should have left it alone. Well, Red Lefty, you probably kind of had a point there. What? Well, uh, listen, Red, uh... Uh, dismantling the uh the scheme rather <laughs> that was funding Obamacare, but then maintaining all its benefits doesn't make any sense. So of course, like I'm saying, they're shuffling the deck chairs in order to fund it through, uh, like I said, uh, tax credits that are actually subsidies and that sort of thing. But it's still gonna collapse because that math doesn't work either. And the idea of trying to uh somehow manage this decline was uh. 
a good one. So if they were honest, uh, this is only a phase, and like uh, Ryan is saying, but I, I'm not sure I believe that either. Uh, once there's an entitlement, it's very difficult to get rid of it. And that's the idea from the bulk of Obamacare was just Medicaid expanded. And if you take uh, the federal dollars out of that, uh, the states can't maintain it. The idea was that the feds would only fund it for three years. But of course, we all know uh, those three years are going to last a lot longer than three years because when it comes to the cutoff, there'll be panic and screaming and whatnot. And uh, uh, politicians scared of being thrown out of office uh, will capitulate and uh, continue the uh, scheme, which uh, would have to be funded eventually through uh, borrowed money, which simply <laughs> means printed money. That is well, real. It works. Uh, that's unsustainable too. Yeah. So sooner or later, the pain will be felt. It's just a matter of when. Oh, you just worrying about a whole bunch of hooting, Eddie Nelson? I tell you what, but, Trump's gonna fix it. Okay. That's all she wrote. Ah, oh, boy. You know the real problem here is you two idiots just don't have heart. You don't care, and you lack empathy. Just like John Chaffetz, who was telling people to give up their phones and supposed luxuries in exchange for health care. Oh, boy, easy for that millionaire to say what? so. Goddamn. Oh, that's interesting, Lefty. That's you a know, bunch of horse. Uh, well, that, no, no Red, it did happen. Uh, in fact, we mean? just end the show like we began it with watching some clips. Yeah. What? About the Republican replacement plan for the yeah. Affordable Care Act. Uh, do you like what you've seen? I do. I do like uh, what I see. Course. Look, we campaigned on this. We assured <laughs> no, the American sure people did. that if you put Republicans in charge, yeah. we would fix what is everything. in a death spiral. No. <laughs> the premiums are going up. I think what? 25% on average across yeah. the board in Arizona. What? Some of them are yeah. as close to 100%. Well, Deductibles no no have gone up. Oh, Choice yeah. has gone oh. down. A third, almost uh, one third of the counties in this country I don't buy have those. only <laughs> one choice. And so... What? We've got to save uh, health care in this country for the American people, and they no elected choice. us to, to solve and ta tackle difficult problems. Some of the experts oh, who've looked please. at the Republican replacement plan see problems with it. Here's yeah. the Kaiser Foundation, what they say about it yesterday. With Medicaid reductions and smaller tax credits, this bill would clearly result in fewer people insured exactly. than under the no. Affordable Care Act. <laughs> yes. The House no. GOP proposal seeks to reduce what the federal government spends on... What? Here, and that inevitably means yeah. more people yeah, yeah, yeah. uninsured. Does that worry you? Uh, we're always worried, but what we want to do is um, make sure that people have access to the quality health care that yeah. they want. This does push it more out of Washington, D.C. and back to the American people. Uh, it does align It does cap what we're doing with the states, oh, but gives them sure. more flexibility. Which is what uh, we heard the governors who were in town literally uh, last week, they told us we want more flexibility. Right. So there's mm -hmm. a lot to like about this. And you know what I really like about it? We're going to do it in an open and transparent uh, way. Unlike oh, what the please. Democrats did yeah. with the Affordable uh, Care Act, where they slammed it, right it through now. in less than 24 hours. Yeah. 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 It's you had to pass it to see what was in it. Yeah, well, it was passed we saw it for the turn of the What if it leaves lower-income Americans uninsured? Well, we want them to be able to provide have a method so they can get access to it. There are things that we really do oh like, for God. instance, dealing with pre-existing conditions, allowing people up to the age of 26 to stay on that. Yeah, yeah, get rid of the, the these arbitrary lines of states. Yeah. Sure. So I think there's yeah. a lot of good things. That we but right. access for lower-income Americans doesn't equal 
coverage. Exactly. Well, we're getting rid of the individual mandate. Yeah. We're getting rid oh, of those God. things that people said that they don't want. Right. And you know what? Americans uh, have choices. Me. And they've got to make a choice. And so maybe rather than getting that new iPhone that they just love and they want to go uh, spend yeah, hundreds uh, of dollars, there it is. Well, that's true. Their own health care. They've got to make those decisions well. themselves. So, in other words, for you low income Americans, for your health care rather than looking at porn on your phone. Yeah, we've got to be able to actually lower the cost of health care. I mean, one of the things we're concerned about is health care Consuming the American budget, both in the families and the federal We have to be able to drive those cost curves down and provide good quality access. We do think that with more choice, that you will get a better product at a lower price. Zero. It's zero. It's equals zero. But you're not willing to say that more people won't become uninsured. Well, they we live. lost, I think no. it was 4.7 million people or so actually lost the doctor that they had yeah. last what? year. That's right. The access yeah, that's is true. way down. Yep. When the cost in, in deductibles go up, it was big yeah, you're not the, serving that, the American the people trick. well. And nope. We have heard that people know this is not working. So we're going to try something different. We do think we can expand the coverage so that people have access to a quality healthcare product yeah. that they want. More what? access, but possibly less coverage. What? That might be the byproduct. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Thank you. Yes. yes. I think that's fair. For. But we're just now consuming See, it. So more of the analysis what? has to happen. That's <laughs> premature. We just saw the bill as of right yesterday. We're just starting to consume it. So um, well, we'll have to look at how that analysis you know what I mean. Fair enough. Thank you. Jason Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Right there. Right there. Yeah, well, that's really appalling for uh, for you, right, Lefty? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure you were upset when uh, the president uh, said the same thing. You mean Trump? Uh, no, no, no. no. I mean the previous president, President Barack Obama. What? Yeah. Uh, it just so happens... I have another clip for us to watch. What is this? I guess what I would say is if you looked at that person's budget and you looked at their cable bill, their telephone, oh, oh no. uh, their Lord. cell phone bill, oh, God. Uh, other things that they're spending on, it may turn out that it's just they haven't prioritized health care because right now everybody's healthy. Nobody actually wants to spend money oh, man. on health insurance He's seeing the same thing. until they yeah, get sick. He is. Well, yeah, he and then is. once they're sick... Yep. The costs of not having health insurance are a lot worse than the costs of having health insurance. I guarantee you, if that gentleman who just wrote you that letter, uh, and I don't know his particular circumstance and whether he actually has gotten all the information about the subsidies that might be available, but I guarantee you that even at $300 a month, if, heaven forbid, something happened to him or a family member where they got sick and really needed, let's say, a week's worth of hospitalization, he will wish that he had paid that $300 a month. No oh, boy, where's the outcry? He's coming six. Yeah, well, you know, interestingly enough, Obama even explains it better than Chaffetz. What? Yeah, because what? Uh, the whole fallacy of the whole ACA, what, what it's built on and everything, no uh, the young, healthy people were going to pay in, so there's yes. plenty of money around for the insurance exactly. companies to insure and make uh, meet all these mandates like right. pre-existing and whatnot, so that the uh, the losses that would incur under that wouldn't be so bad because exactly. there'd be so many other people paying oh, into it. On. Unfortunately, of course, uh, young, healthy people don't think about it and don't spend it, and Obama's just... Uh, listed it right there, and so did Chaffetz. And uh, the idea also that the personal responsibility comes in about well, what's more valuable to you, and Obama is making the exact same argument. No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he did. You done heard it. Oh, man. Look, I got to go, guys. Uh, 
I'm sitting on a turtle head. I'm crowded. Oh, I gotta go. Oh God! All right, Red. No, no, lefty, oh, it is geez. the same thing because, uh, and, and uh, more importantly, the idea of the young people. Uh, one, uh, they don't have any money, well, and two, the plan itself uh, keeps them on their parents' health care until they're 26. So, yeah. uh, there's not a big window or a selection there of uh, people of healthy people uh, paying into this to uh, offset the, the risk for the insurance company. So it just doesn't work. Yeah, but this is a... Uh, this began as a, a, a discussion of empathy, which clearly Chaffetz oh, doesn't have as an elitist, wealthy snob. Yeah, well, what was Obama talking about there in that clip there, Lefty? He's talking about the common sense of personal responsibility of, of, of prioritizing health care coverage over other uh, potential luxuries and whatnot. So when a Democrat like Obama points out the necessity of personal responsibility and prioritizing you know, what you spend your money on, it's a good thing. But when a Republican like Jason Chaffetz says the same thing, it's bad. Exactly. All right. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. There's a really, really good one that I wrote the other day about a program I watched about a woman who shits in a bucket and then holds <laughs> it for 10 years. So there's a whole <laughs> blog post about that. 